Good morning. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning, the last 10 Minutes of Meaning of the year. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. We're grateful to our generous series sponsor for the year. Our non-sponsor is sponsored in memory of Alter Shlomo Ben Pinchas. We're very, very grateful to him. We are beginning the 24th chapter of Mesil Sasharim Perch of Dalad. And uh, we've moved on from, uh, from Anivos, from humility, not because we've mastered it, but because the formula of Rapinchas Ben Yar, Mesil Sasharim, continues incrementally, even before we've mastered one step. Otherwise, we'd be in the opening chapter. We'd never move on. It's an overview of the whole formula. And simultaneously, in parallel, we're working on all these steps and all these phases and seeking to grow in each one of these ways on our way. So the 24th chapter is Bebeir Yiras Hachet. We're now talking about the uh, concept, the notion of having fear or awe of chet, of sin. And the Ramchal points out, if you look at this thick book called Mesil Susharim, 24th chapter is towards the end, we're almost done, and only now do we get to this parak, this topic, this theme of living with a healthy mindfulness, consciousness of a fear of sin, of yiras chet. The Ramchal is reminding us at the very beginning when it came to the meat of Zahirus. You remember how we started? It was several years ago. You remember? Mindfulness, cautiousness, conscientiousness that a person shouldn't just go through life and using the golf metaphor, grip it and rip it. You have to be conscious and mindful. Where's the water? Where's the sand? Where's the out of bounds? Where's the wind? What do I need to know? How do I live my life? person shouldn't just let momentum carry them. Be present and thoughtful in everything that we do. And then Ramchal began, why is that important? Why is mindfulness? Why is consciousness, conscientiousness? Why is all that important? So that we don't violate hate. We don't make mistakes. We don't miss opportunities. We don't sabotage our success, our happiness, our holiness. So at the very beginning, he said the purpose of it all is to get to a place of living a life of Yiras Chait. And here he doesn't get back to it for 24 chapters. It doesn't come until the end. And the Ramchal himself tells us why. Because it's so difficult. It's so challenging. It's so hard to live with that, that we need to go through all the other steps of Zerizas and Nikias and Tahara and all the other steps that came in between Anivas, Anava, humility. And only when we grow in those ways are we now in a position to be able to work on this, this really goal, this aim, the purpose of it all, which is to live with a way that we're not making mistakes. We want to eliminate the mistakes. I'm sorry to come back to the sports metaphor. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. But you want to eliminate the mistakes. You know, any tennis fans just appreciated the US Open. One of the most important statistics is unforced errors. You want to eliminate the mistakes. The person who wins doesn't necessarily have the most winners, but they have the fewest unforced errors. Chait are the unforced errors of life. In business, in relation, it's an, when you lose your cool and you scream at someone you love, it's an unforced error. When your judgment is clouded because you're envious, you're arrogant, you're angry, so you make a bad business decision, you lose money or you lose an investment opportunity, it's an unforced error. And when you neglect a mitzvah, when you sleep in or you talk during davening, you come later, you leave early, when a person doesn't learn Torah the way that we can, when we gossip, when we slander, when we look at things we shouldn't be looking at, those are unforced errors. Those are chait. Those are chait. And the goal, the purpose is to get to a place of yiras chait. To realize, wow, that contaminates, that corrupts, that compromises. I wouldn't put poison in my system, in my body. Why? Nobody chooses to eat or consume poison because if you eat or consume poison, it ends your life. It shortens your life. 
Well, there's spiritual poisons that are out there in our midos. Arrogance, envy, anger. Those are spiritual poisons. Looking at the wrong images, saying the wrong things. Those are spiritual poisons. Talking during davening is a lethal spiritual poison. We have to eliminate them. But first we have to appreciate and realize that they are poisonous, that they contaminate, that they'll absolutely compromise. If you don't believe that, there's no start. Revol the great Mashkiach, has in his Yemei Ratzon, a wonderful sefer, he has an entire essay called Emuna Bechet. He has a whole essay on the concept of faith in sin. I hate the word sin, you know that by now. Sin is a Christian word, it's not a Jewish word. Chet means a missed opportunity, it doesn't mean sin, I don't even know what the word sin means. But Emuna Bechet says Revol, but there's so many people who live life and they say, yeah, Hashem is good and He's forgiving and He loves me, and these are just a list of suggestions. Torah, mitzvahs, halacha, they're like nice ideas, they're suggestions. But he's, if I mess up, if I come up short, if I don't do it, if I don't want to do it, if it doesn't make me happy, if it doesn't conform with the life I want to live, does it really matter? Does God care about the minutia and the details? Do these things really matter? Will I ever be accountable? Come on. So Revoba has a whole essay. You have to have amuna b'chait. It really begins with realizing you have to have amuna. You have to believe in God. There's such a thing as faith in God. There's faith in ourselves. There's faith in free will. But there's also faith in the idea that He has expectations of us. And if we don't meet them, there's an accountability. He does love us. He's a father. But parents also have expectations of children. And parents hold children accountable when those expectations are not met. They do it out of love and with love. But if they're good parents, they still hold accountable. And Hashem holds us accountable. And it takes a certain emuna. person has to believe that these things matter, that He cares, that it makes a difference how we live and the choices that we make. But it's really hard. And that's why first you have to live and learn mindfulness and you have to live zrizus, enthusiasm and alacrity and tahara, how to purge and purify ourselves from our impulse and compulsive behavior. And you have to learn humility. We have to go through all those other steps to get to a place where we're able to live with a healthy yiraschet. But the Ramchal says that there are two primary types of fear and they fall into three categories. The first is relatively easy to acquire. The second is harder, and the second part of the second is the hardest. And what are they? Here they are. You ready? The first, the lowest level, and to a degree the easiest, is to live, to live regularly with a fear of punishment. The fear of punishment. It's a very low level. It's a very, very base level. It's a very low level. It's a very unsophisticated level. It's not the level that we want. And by the way, just apply our analogy, either to parenting or to marriage. We don't want our children to respond to our values and to our rules because they fear their devices will be taken away. They'll be put in time out. They, they, they can't get the Air Jordans that every other kid in the class has. I'm at that stage. Well, they'll be, they'll be, uh, we don't want our children to do what we hope and what we wish and what we dream and what we try to model and teach them because they're afraid, fear of sin, because fear of punishment. We'll start with that. We'll ch that's better than they're not listening, than they're not following the rules, than they're not doing the things we hope they do. That's okay. It's the first level. Do it because otherwise you're in timeout. Otherwise, you're losing your device. Otherwise, you can't go out with your friends. If that's what it takes to motivate, to incentivize, we'll take it. But that's not our ultimate hope and dream. Our ultimate hope and dream is that our children say, you know, I embrace those values. I want to follow that lead, that model. 
I understand with awe that that's the life worth living. You know, in marriage, you don't want, if you don't take out the garbage, if you go play God, if you don't get that done, if you don't answer, if you don't do that, that, that's not a healthy marriage, that there's a consequence, that there's a punishment, there's a response. The second level is Yiras Aromamus. It's fear of Hashem's exaltedness. Wow, I have such awe and admiration. I recoil with a sense of, of humility and fear that He is everything and I am nothing. He is the source and creator and I'm the created. That He's in control, He's in charge, and I work for Him. And now I respond, not out of fear of punishment and consequence, but out of Yiras Aromamus. But now out of an awe and a fear because of His awesomeness and exaltedness. And then within that, you have fear of chet. I don't want to disappoint him. If there's someone you truly admire, maybe you have a parent or a grandparent, maybe it was a boss, maybe it was a community member, maybe there's somebody who's outstanding in their field, maybe a great rabbi, a great rebbitzin, and they take you under their wing and they teach you and they guide you, and they say, could, could you get this thing done for me? Could you lead this project? Could you go take care of this thing for that person? Your fear of failure is not because of Yeras HaOnesh. You're not worried you'll be punished, but you have such awe and admiration for that person, who they are, what they've accomplished, what they do, their stature, their position, their profile, and, and you have such awe that you don't want to come up short. You don't want to disappoint. You don't want to not deliver. And that's the second part of the second level that the Ramchal says, that's the higher level, the harder level, that's where we want to get. Not that we do the right thing because we're afraid, fear of punishment. We do the right thing because of admiration and love for Hashem, that we are in awe of Him, but we don't want to disappoint. We don't want to come short. We have a mission. We have a purpose. There's a reason that we're here. We have things to get done, and we don't want to come up short. And then the Ramchal will now continue by elaborating, by explaining these components. What is fear? What is fear of punishment? What is Yiras Aromas, his exaltedness? And where does hate fall in within that? But this couldn't come at a better time. Erev Rosh Hashanah will continue next week. Aseris Yimei Tshuva. And this is exactly what we're meant to be working on. We're not just going through some motions the end of Elul. It's the time of year. We pretend we're on our best behavior. We check a bunch of boxes, push ourselves to get up for the Slichos, and hopefully we'll be signed and sealed for a good year. This is a relationship we're working on. It's the whole basis of this book. It's the whole basis of the book. It's the whole basis of Torah. We are in a relationship with Hashem and relationships need, they need nurturing and they need growth and they need time and they need communication and they need giving and they need love. And the way we work on this relationship with Hashem is to continue to learn about Him so that we can have awe and admiration of Him, to not want to disappoint, to minimally not want to suffer the consequences of disappointing but also to want to not want to disappoint because we love him. We continue 845 Living with Amuna. Tonight we're going behind the Bimo with Rivka Ravitz, mother of 12 children, who was the chief of staff of the 10th president of Israel, and a major, major mover and shaker in Israeli politics. That is tonight. Wishing everyone, it's the last 10 minutes of the year, a good gebench jar. We'll pick up next year, which is otherwise known as next week. Until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.